the player I'm going to get mad at you guys about, just so, you know, steal yourself. Failure. You take it very personally. You shame me, guys. You shame me. Uh-oh. Tell me why I'm wrong. So I'm just going with my heart over my head, because my head is stupid anyway. Prepare for total domination. Oh, that's just dumb, though. I've never been proven more wrong in my life so quickly and so dramatically. Recording. June 5th, 2023. You are listening to the sixth pod of the year. Featuring Snap Wilson, Robococo, MJ Tolliver. How are you guys doing? What's up? I am tired. (laughs) MJ is tired. I am tired, but I am alive. And I am here. (laughs) <laughs> can't complain about that i guess yeah i'm also alive in here <laughs> all right great baseline i just got back from my annual physical and i am alive three so, living <laughs> podcasters three living podcasters <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> ah, so uh we're back on the bingo yeah New bingo cards will be released for your perusal. It's better, frankly, than than uh, fantasy, which I I am stinking up the joint right now. At um, <laughs> congratulations on your win uh, this past week, MJ. Wait, I played against you. You did. Aren't you the Detroit oh, Shock? Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you you whooped my butt because I didn't know what I was doing when I was drafting. I thought I was only I was drafting for the week and not for day by day, so I messed that up. Oh yeah, okay. Also, yeah, Tierra yeah. McCowan decided to go on vacation, so thanks. Right. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> go play overseas ball. Okay, not, not my brightest moment. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, bingo <laughs> cards back on the menu, boys. Go ahead and uh, we will we will send a link uh, via Twitter. Please go and download your bingo cards for the week and yes, play become, along at home. Become yeah. bingo people, Mike yeah. Beckinsale. Yes. If you <laughs> send us your bingo, you can also. Send us a message to be read on the pod. If you get a bingo, yep. we'll shout out your name and whatever special message you want to say. Exactly right. No, just not a lot of profanity. Not a lot. Some, not, a lot. not a lot. <laughs> not <laughs> Three a lot. words at most. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, uh, what, we're getting, what we're getting into this week, uh, we are going to be discussing the point guard crisis around the league. I think that's, that's, like, uh, that's a little too... What's the term I'm looking for? Dramatic. Yeah, a little over dramatic. <laughs> but there's there's things going on. Uh, and point guards are not having a great time. And it's kind of had an interesting impact around the league uh, in favor of some players, uh, some teams and players, and uh, not so much in favor of others. Looking at you, Minnesota Lynx, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh in the meantime, we have, we're going to do what we do every week, and we're going to talk sixth players, bench players. Do you ha- guys have your candidates for this week? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, quite a why few. Don't start, why don't you start, MJ? All right. Yeah. Oh, quite a few. Look out. Yeah, because some games or some people play like two games, like stretched out. So uh, where does the week start for from like Sunday? Uh, last Tuesday. Oh, oh, yeah, from Monday to Monday, right? So, on. so Tuesday to Sunday. We didn't have any Monday games last week. It's kind of it's kind of clear cut then, honestly, for me. And it okay. may be a backup. 
but uh i do have a, a list of five i'll just name them all even oh though all right wow it's gonna yeah one date is gonna hurt uh i believe nas hillman but i have alicia clark at the top hey i think she's clearly like yeah uh think, yeah her I game against uh, atlanta was really good yeah she got that points. in the bag yeah three, <laughs> three or four from the beyond the beyond the stripe the yeah and it seemed like everything thrown to her on the wing was just like cash so she's she's been that way like it didn't dawn on me until like four games in the season like kind of the the holy crap moment holy crap we have mm-hmm. alicia clark and yeah. like everything that that means because she is watching her in person especially always like one of those players who's just in the right place at the right moment and you just feel so set when she's on the floor like you're not worried about that you're not worried about her spot when she's on right. the floor yeah alicia yeah, clark appreciation day that's yes for sure she's she's she makes you guys a cheat code because that's that's not fair <laughs> <laughs> um i also have uh jay melbourne Hey, yeah, she really, really good in that uh, Sparks game. Yeah, uh, I think I, the dates might affect her, too. I'm not sure. Um, okay. uh, I have Kayla Thornton, who's like kind of friend, okay. but she she did a little work. Um, I was no, she had two, two good, two good games, I thought. Yeah, but then she then the last one was kind of like, yeah, low. But, but it's still defensively, she defensively still, was, it was, yeah, yeah, solid. She was like all around, like kind of the hustle player that she was that I love uh, with with the wings. And um, I also have Dana Evans as well. Okay. And and of course, Nas Hillman, like I said, uh, to to start, and that's my list. But uh, if I had to pick one, it'll be Alicia Clark. Okay, Alicia Clark. We're yeah. going with that. Becky, who you got? Uh, I also have a list. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to do any work this week. You guys mention, are doing all the work. <laughs> I'll mention a couple names. Uh, Shook Sutton once again. Once again. An early front runner for um, six player of the week. Only one game this week, but twelve points, three rebounds, six assists. Very, yep. very solid performance from Shook. And uh, she just I'm, I'm only disqualifying on her personally because she's playing thirty minutes a game. She's their starting <laughs> point guard. <laughs> she's just not starting. She's just not starting yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have previously awarded uh, six player of the year to uh, players that play starter minutes. Yeah. So. Um, I also had Kayla Thornton on my list, particularly for her, uh, the game on June 2nd against the Sky, the first Sky Liberty game. Yep. 12 points, two rebounds, two assists. But again, like I talked about last week when I talked about Kayla Thornton, mm-hmm. just the hustle and the way the game shifts when she's on the court, it's huge. She, I'm with obviously, you. this is a noisy stat. She had a plus minus of 15 in 18 minutes. Um, the team won by one point. I, I don't think um, it's noisy when nice. it's like that extreme. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was like a clear impact. And I kept wanting them to sub Kayla Thornton out while my team was playing her. And that's a sign of a very good player. I'm like, get her off the court. She's killing yeah, us. Very true. Um, also on to shout out Kalani Brown. First hey, game, another yeah, hardship one. contract player um, gets on the court um, against Minnesota Lakes 12 Point seven rebounds, two blocks. I'm like, glad you're well, reading these off. You're saving me a lot of uh, <laughs> airtime. Thank you. I, I consider Kalani as well, but I, she <laughs> yeah. didn't. Yeah. Her other, I, her other night wasn't as good. I think she had one other game or maybe two other games, but her like first performance was such a yeah. breakout. We have to shout it out. 
And then another player okay. that I got to watch um, kill my team was Haley Jones against Chicago. It's like the Haley Jones game, 13.3 rebounds, two assists. Love that I for like her. That, yeah. She hit a three on us, which I do think was karma for me laughing so hard at her three-point percentage on this podcast. Um, That's right. Yeah. Um, I think... She's enjoyable to watch. She's yeah, fun. Yeah. Yeah, she was doing a lot um, out there. I think ultimately, I think I'm going to do Kayla Thornton this week. Hey, all right. Well, I was going to do Kayla Thornton, so I will, I will let you have that one. That was... Okay. Uh, um, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, she she had two good performances this week against Seattle as well. Uh, yeah. She had uh, nine points on three of five. She was just like just doing all over the floor type of stuff. She's definitely in 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 the line, I think, for sixth player of the year. Just if you're looking at how if you're paying attention to how she's played and not just checking the box scores. Uh, definitely. Uh, the only other player that I'd, I'd like to mention and bring up uh, AD against my team. 13 yeah, points, five, five of seven shooting, three of four from beyond the stripe. Um, in, instrumental in their fourth quarter comeback that fell short, but excellent job against uh, my team. Uh, since, uh, Becky, you got the one I was going to pick, uh, I'll go with... I'm going to go with Kalani. That was an impressive performance. It's really close. Hell I think yeah. between Kalani and AD uh, among okay. among the those those two. Haley also a uh, really great performance, fun performance. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll I'll go with Kalani. Twelve points, seven rebounds. That's pretty good stuff, right there. Two blocks. Nice big performance. We'll go with that. Uh, all right. Moving on up, we are now going to talk about the point guards around the league, and when I say you know, there's there seems to be an issue, and it's an issue that may just be resolved with this upcoming draft because there's a lot of real real quality potentially uh, coming to the league, depending on who decides to to sit out uh, and you know and and play for that fifth year. But if the people who are eligible, Caitlin Clark, Paige Bukers, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, are all coming out, then I think this gets resolved with a quickness. But what we'll do is we'll, we're, we'll kind of talk about like who's actually handling, you know, pick and roll for these teams, since that's primary lead guard position. And like wh- not, why we're not seeing as many young players get these spots a bit. Uh, and why the th- I think one thing that is kind of really underrated about it is also talent distribution. If you look at the Aces and you look at the Liberty, arguably yes. six starting quality point guards among those two teams. I, I agree with that because I made also a list for this specific topic mm-hmm. and four teams have between four teams, each of them, you just said six for them. So oosh, that that increases the list. So that means it's ten. Uh, yeah, just and, just on those two teams, right? If you if you, Jackie maybe like the the maybe maybe not. If you if you if you're saying, do I do you want her to be a lead guard? But she's she's doing everything well at the moment. So right, <laughs> I, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily throw that out on her. And then definitely New York with Sabrina, Courtney, and Marine. 
yeah all starting caliber so uh, i didn't even consider marine and um um khaki i didn't consider those two so that that would make my list bigger that would make it six eight. it would make it 10 but uh all on four teams 10 point guards on four teams oh that's interesting yeah, I, yeah i'm gonna see I'm, I'm curious to see who else you got in play for this okay uh becky did you have any initial thoughts on this any any areas that you wanted to talk about well i'm still pondering the question of whether or not there is a point guard crisis okay I think there are some teams with a clear point guard crisis, <laughs> namely Minnesota. Maybe not a league, maybe not a league wide issue. <laughs> <laughs> like it may be that I, you know, I just went through and kind of cataloged who are, you know, who are the main ball handlers on these teams. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have some interesting outliers where, um, I just looked at like just straight assist numbers. I don't have the pick and roll handling statistics, but you know, the teams where their leading point guard is. Not no, that's fair. It's good to look at it, on their both teams. Of those. Right, yeah. Um but I think there's there is a lot of point guard talent in this league. Um once okay. I listed them all out, there are a lot of players that I'm really excited about. And I think what's interesting with the point guard position um is unlike the other positions, it's really hard to come out first year and be a really, really solid point guard. Like, you know, some of the best point guards we have in the league didn't start as a starting point guard, right? Courtney Vandersloot was coming off the bench um, behind Tisha yeah. for multiple years um, before she got that starting point guard position. Now she's one of the greatest point guards to ever play. Um, and Dana Evans um, is still coming off the bench, but she's taken, she's gone like leaps yes. each year, but she needed mm-hmm. those years. I don't think she would have been a successful starting point guard for this guy for a rookie season or a sophomore season. Um, so it's just a, a position that takes a while to develop which is oh, interesting okay well here's what we'll do We're, we'll divvy this up as we talk about as we talk about each of them and we'll we'll call it say uh quality right now and we'll just say quality starting point guard like you would be fine with this player starting on your team a, a yay or nay from from both of you and then the other that thing is uh, a player you would like to have for the future Yay or nay? Okay. And like, you know. Yeah, uh, that, that simplifies be, it. Yeah. Be brutal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. just saying, like, I mean, think about it. Just think about it and go, you know, all right, think about like, all right, is this is this player, do I trust this player down the line? Is okay. is how I would describe it. All right. So we'll go team by team doing this. Uh there's some really interesting stuff. And 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 uh Becky, you can chime in with uh, assist numbers. I didn't catalog those, so you can, uh, you know, talk about who you want to talk about from the other thing. The first one, uh, the Atlanta Dream. Really interesting team in terms of pick and roll ball handling. Uh, I went and highlighted everybody in the league who's at least uh, averaging four pick and roll possessions per game. And this is not going to cover every single point guard because some of them just don't play enough, right? But this team doesn't run pick and roll. Hmm. I saw. Not, not a whole lot here. I'm going to bring this up uh, right. just as quick, but I think it's they only have one player who is even averaging four uh, pick and roll possessions per game, which is there's one other team, but that's because they're being really ball dominated by a specific player. And it's not who you think it is, by the way. The Atlanta Dream 
uh, overall in play types, uh, pick and roll, uh, including passes here, only 14.3% of their possessions, and that's 5% lower than any other team in the league. The next up is is uh, Phoenix Mercury at 19.9. So them, they're at least 20%. That's pretty low, too, by the way. Um, but it's kind of makes sense with with Mariah Jefferson and, and Sug Sutton as their leads. And then everybody up is is at least 25. Uh, the Chicago Sky are the leaders at 33.6. A one-third of full, one-third of their offensive possessions are pick and roll, which is kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, there's only one player on on uh, the the dream that is averaging four positions per game, and that's Ari McDonald. And then the next two down the line are Ryan Howard and Alicia Gray, but they're not doing that much. 3.4 or 2.4 possessions. And uh, I don't even know he would consider the backup. Haley Jones feels to me more like point forward. Uh, maybe maybe I'm not paying close enough attention, but I don't even... Uh, Danielle Robinson was supposed to be the backup. She's played one game. I get where you're going. That's kind of what I do with my list. Like, I, I don't know what you... So if we're, str- if we're struggling numbers. for point guards here, yeah, this is where we're starting because <laughs> I don't even see a second one currently playing. Who did you have, Ducky, for the dream? I also had Ari McDonald, Daniel mm-hmm. Robinson beat injured, and then AD question mark Haley question mark. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so this this right here is good start and evidence. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, unfortunately, Ari is struggling. She is uh, only 0.524, which is horrendous on pick and roll, and that includes passing. Um, just it's it's not good. Maybe that's not why they're doing it, but it's weird to me that they're not having like Ryan Howard pick up those positions. As we're going to see on a lot of a lot of other teams, we got wings that will jump into the fray and and do those and uh, you know dominate the ball lead ball handling but they don't do it they just don't do pick and roll which is really really strange to me the atlanta dream at least have their starting point guard is the person on their team getting the most assists which isn't true for everyone it's not true for everyone (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right so what would you how would we rank area i'm not i'm I'm, I'm not gonna say she's a good offensive lead guard right now she's a very good defensive player but that's a whole different thing um but do you trust her down the line on your team? Would you, for your team, uh, ignoring who you currently have, <laughs> yay or nay? Would you would you say I I would like to have Ari McDonald down the line on my team as my as my lead guard? Yay! I would invest in her. Okay, MJ. Uh, I'm, I'll just say that my team will be the fever in this because <laughs> we everyone knows you guys teams, <laughs> and I'm not gonna represent Dallas. Sorry, Drew, if you're listening. Um, they have one anyway, but um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I would. Cause how old yeah. is she? Let me see. Twenty. No, let me not even guess. She's uh, in her third season. I know it's her third season. Yeah, she's twenty four. Want to say twenty four? Yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Could be, I, I guess. Um, she already has one thing really going for her, and that is the the uh, defense. The defense is top notch. Um, but three point percentage in Atlanta, she was thirty three percent last year. Mm, uh, tentative, yay! I'm not like 
super enthused to have her as a lead guard, but I can see her developing into a quality lead guard. So we'll we'll give her the A. All right. Nice. Point. She makes she makes the aces cut. Well, no, 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 no. I'm not saying no. I'm I'm leaving out. Nobody's nobody on this list is making the cut for my team in terms of point guards. I'm oh, happy with oh, the okay, three that okay, we got. Okay. I'm just saying hypothetically, if your your hypothetical favorite team, uh, if Ari McDonald is your option down the line how i and frankly on like a you know enthusiasm thing i think i'd maybe be like a five out of ten i wouldn't be super enthused to have her as the choice because i think that there are better options but it, this is this is one indicator of a team that is certainly uh just choosing not to run pick and roll which is really bizarre because most teams will run it at a much higher rate um okay uh danielle robinson are you? Would you be satisfied with Daniel Robinson being your lead guard? Ladies first. It's hard because historically, yes. But now that she's injured and at the back end of her career, to say no. Well, I just—it's hard. When you say, <laughs> "Would you be enthusiastic about this player on the team?" For ninety-eight percent of the league, it's always yes for me. So this is a very hard oh, exercise for me to give. I know, you I know. This is it. We're, making, we're forcing you to be be cruel. <laughs> I do not like being negative about the players because I like. I would like Daniel Robinson's been a very successful point guard in this league. So sh- yeah. Okay. Nice. All right, join, it, join the team, Becky. I don't like to cut people, and you don't like. Oh my god, this is, this is all falling apart already. <laughs> no, uh, I'll just I'll say yeah. All right, I'm going to say nay. I'm sorry, Danielle. And Danielle had a really, really uh, good year for us in 2020, but I'm going to say no. Just wouldn't. You're going to be mad at me, Snap. Oh, I'm gonna be mad at both of you. I think this is just gonna be like the the, the least critical pod. You designed right, an on. exercise that was set up to fail. I know. I just, uh, what was I thinking? All right. Well, you, everybody out there, you could be happy with your point guards because the two thirds of us are going to be happy with your point guards. All right. Uh, moving on to the Chicago Sky. Um, here's a here's a question for you guys: Who leads this league in pick and roll possessions per game? Becky. We know that answer. I don't know. You know that you answer? I don't know. Probably, probably KC? No. No? No. Uh, and it is way more than I thought it would be. East or West? Just throw that hand out there. And it's it the Chicago it. Sky. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I thought you were asking a player. Yeah, I'm asking who leads. Yeah. No, no, no. Who leads? Oh, no. Oh, that's a good team. one, too. You can guess, <laughs> if you want to guess that, who who leads in overall and pick a roll possessions per game? It's it's not. A, you, you'll never get it. Okay, then. Really? Just take a shot. Salute. <laughs> it's not salute. Uh, it's not, who did you say? Dana Evans. Per game? Oh, okay, I'm reaching. I'm still stuck on the Chicago <laughs> pick. <laughs> uh, the answer is Erica Wheeler. What? With 11.6 oh. pick and roll possessions per game. Wow. She she loves to run the pick and roll. Yeah, she she's like at the every year practically. Uh, she she's leader. Uh, her offense, her 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 success rate not been great <laughs> not great this year either but we'll get to that um but yeah for the chicago sky um uh, becky do you have any idea who has the most pick and roll possessions per game for the sky could it be courtney it is courtney she, her can't get passing, away from courtney's her passing has been phenomenal this year uh I, and the numbers I, I like bear it out the james the james wade mojo of keeping her from shooting long twos 
it's like her. I was posted about this today. Like her little bounce passes. Love them. Love them so much. And she's the leading sister on our team. There you she's go. And, and she's number six in the league currently. Uh, there you go. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, she's averaging 10 uh, pick and roll possessions per game, which blew my mind. Um, but yeah, the, the Chicago Sky are running a lot of it. Uh, Marina Mabry, 9.8. Dana Evans, 6.6. And Kalia Copper, 6 per game. And and Kalia is floundering in terms of her her efficiency on those possessions. But, you know. It was the thing we talked about at the beginning of the year is that she would have to change her game and she would have to assume more of an offensive role. And that's usually where that comes. You have to start initiating offense on your own. So uh, it was a rocky start. We'll just say that uh, for her in that regard. Uh, both her and Dana Evans. And only in that, that regard. Uh, if you say so. <laughs> Uh-oh. I'm just, Uh-oh. I'm, I'm, I'm just throw, don't worry. Throwing it out there. Um, yeah, uh, well, Chicago's struggling a little, little offensively when you look at offensive rating. I, I think that's a, this is part of it, is, is just to start Kalia and Dana, not off to the greatest offensive starts for either. Dana playing some phenomenal defense. I'm going to give her applause on that. She used to be a target, and she you cannot, you cannot target her anymore. She is a plus defender, which is really phenomenal turnaround for her. Uh, but yeah, both um, uh, Marina is, has been their most successful, uh, 0.98. Um, Courtney, uh, round league average at 0.9. Um, but just the the amount that they're that she's doing is that's a hell of a lot. Seems to be the the way that they're going. Um, all right, so who did you have listed as point guards for this team, Becky? Is it um, Marina and Dana? Sorry, I have Mabry question mark Courtney question mark. Because I think Marina um, Mabry is supposed to be our leading point guard, but then right. Courtney's doing a lot of the point guards, and then yep. obviously Dana is a, a pretty true point guard. All right. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to assume you're yay on all three. Killing it, nailing it. All right. <laughs> Same with you, MJ. I'm kind of. I don't know about Courtney for my team. I don't know because I think that's oh. a coaching thing. Marina's numbers are slightly up by 0.6 assists for the year from last. And I I didn't look into where Courtney's was, but just to see her sixth on the list and doing what, because I've watched uh, some of the Chicago games as well and seeing what she's doing, like instead of her always just running up, doing pull-up jumpers, she is like instead driving, damn near coming to a just stop and making a good pass now. So it's like, it's a whole nother dynamic is that, that's what I wanted to introduce with my perspective on uh, your, you know, the topic that mm-hmm. a, a discussion for today. I thought it was good, especially how we both or how we all have like different perspectives coming into it. Mm-hmm. And my point, my point was like, OK, so is she even a point guard or a shooting guard? Uh, she's definitely a lead ball handler. That's been uh, her role. It is weird that they don't like you don't think of her as a point guard. Maybe that's partially matchups. Uh, she's not normally guarded by point guards and all that, but right. she certainly is. That's her her thing is is doing the pick and roll ball handling and all of that. Um, so, so my question, just going off, off just a little bit, is why wasn't she this prominent uh, as a handler in Connecticut? That's a very good question. That's it, it's not. Yeah, it is. It really surprises me how much she's doing it. Yeah, uh, for this team. Uh, I, I don't know why it isn't more 
Uh, but it's it's kind of in a way it's working, especially given how the rest of their offense is operating. Uh, you know, being around league average at this point is is not too bad. Um, I, I'm going to say uh, I'm going to give Marina a, and Dana a yay. I'm I'm down for both of them. I think Dana in the future has, especially with a defensive improvement, uh, I'm a believer in her. Uh, I'm going to give Courtney kind of a no, but it really it's like a meh. Uh, it's she's she's fine if you don't have the other options, like better options. She's about the lower the lower limit of where you're like, okay, it's serviceable. That's how I felt with about her, basically like most of the years. The only year where where she really got out of control, and she did do a lot of pick and roll that Atlanta year, and that was a, a train wreck, uh, efficiency wise. But most years, like I, in, I, in I her Connecticut years, I've I've been like, you know, all right, it's it's fine. It's not ideal, but it's fine. I actually agree with you on this one, it's not. Okay. I'm kind of mad on Courtney. Like it That's uh, I was about to introduce a mad category, but I'm just yeah. gonna say mad is no. She, <laughs> we're not enthusiastic. Becky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's getting we're booping her. Becky been booping coaches and all of that on Twitter. When I get on and just check for real quick. I've been so busy and like almost every no, boop, boop, coach, boop this. Oh. Like, I'm just saying, right? there was a coach that I said could get booped who got pretty booped. So uh, I, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a boop. I'm booping Courtney from this one. She's gonna. Uh, I wish we. I, I, if we had more time to talk about it, the league is so weird right now. Yeah. Like if you it look, is. not just not just wins and losses. You like look at you know Connecticut six and one, but also a net rating uh, that's more like four and three. You know, and part of that is is facing good teams and whatnot. But even if you factor that in, it's like nobody's doing great. The only team that's doing really, really great is my team. And then beyond that, it's just this giant kludge. And then there have been three really bad teams in Phoenix, Minnesota, and and Seattle. And everybody else is like either barely beating each other or losing surprising games. So, And, my, and it might be our turn coming up because <laughs> I think my team is exhausted. So we'll see how that goes. I was hoping a fever got. Nope. 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 <laughs> nope. We Almost. got that Death Star up and running. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on to Connecticut. Uh, the lead ball handlers on this team have been Tiffany Hayes. This is another area, non tradition, no point guards. Uh, Tiffany Hayes, 6.57 uh, per game. Alyssa Thomas is second. At six per game, then Natisha Heideman, the only one we would call a point guard, really, at five point one four, and then Dewana Bonner <laughs> at four point four three. Uh, Ty Harris is I'm ostensibly their their backup, uh, just not doing a lot. Uh, only sixteen pick and roll possessions so far this year. That's that's practically nothing over seven games, and not not very good at it. Um, Tiffany has, uh, Hayes has come on. Quite a bit. She started off uh, really slow, but the last couple of games, she's she's been great. Um, Alyssa Thomas is is doing decently, at least in in this particular portion of offense. Uh, Heidemann is is uh, not good <laughs> right now. She's second in the league uh, in in least uh, uh, points above or below uh, the league average um, per possession. She's really really struggling, and you know Bonner Bonner's been okay, and Bonner is usually like okay in this area um but who did you have as point guards was it Heidemann and harris 
Yes. Okay. But of, of course, Alyssa Thomas is leading this team and assists. And assists. <laughs> right. Right. So, so we're already kind of seeing something develop where it's like a lot of just a lot of non-traditional point guards. Yeah, it's like both Heidemann and Hayes, I think, would more naturally be twos. Like, I really like. I think Teaspoon's been doing a lot of things defensively as well. Yep. Um, but I think she's like she's great at kind of that three and D position. Um, and I, I still, spoiler, I would still keep her. Yes, as my as my PG, but um. Um, it doesn't seem like that's fully her natural position. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a yes on Natisha for the future, even if if it is like that kind of off ball point guard type of thing, shooting lead ball handler, probably not. But I like her anyway. Um, and Ty Harris uh, just has to be able to shoot, <laughs> so I'm a no on her. Um, or Becky, are you are you just are you just gonna be yay down the line? <laughs> well, with Ty Harris, it's like she unfortunately was stuck in like the Dallas development team, meaning mm-hmm. the non-development team. So it's like I For also sure. feel like we haven't really like <laughs> she hasn't gotten the like. Okay, so we're not closing the book. Needs. Yeah, let's, I wouldn't let's, close the book on her. I wouldn't. Right. Not closing the book on anybody. Point guard right now, I don't think so. But I think she's someone that could develop into one. But would you be enthusiastic about having her as that option on your team? You know, I'd be enthusiastic about everyone. <laughs> All right, you're enthusiastic. Never mind. I'm not even going to ask you anymore. You can't. You can't use enthusiasm as my as my delineator. The I don't best know I what can to do. give you is I will not let her start at this point for my team. Fair enough. And that's She'll that's. She'll be on that's the bench while she develops. Some teams. Um, uh, what about you, MJ? Uh, with these two players, I, I feel like Becky, but right now I'm gonna go with no. But I wouldn't close the door on her either. No, no, we're not closing the door on, yeah. on anybody. That does no, no it's negativity like, get here. Out, get out of our organization. We don't need. We're you. just it, like <laughs> when I say enthusiastic, like oh boy, this player. I really look forward to to seeing what they can do. As opposed to, I hope they improve. <laughs> I'm rooting for them. Indeed. Yeah. So. um yeah, I'm a I'm a yes on Natisha, but even even not necessarily as a lead ball handler and a nay on Ty. All right, moving on down. Uh, as the least surprising thing on Dallas is is Arike, uh is leading in pick and roll possessions, eight and a half, um, and then the actual point guards beyond that. Um, Veronica Burton five point eight three, uh, Crystal Dangerfield five point three three. I'm assuming that these are who we're going to consider their their two point guards. What does Jasmine Dickey play? What is she doing? I think she's been mostly a wing. Yeah, I think so. But they've been starting. They've been starting Burton and Dangerfield. They're two most natural point guards together, which I found confusing. Yeah, but they're they're both operating kind of in that role anyway. So uh, I'm I'm very very sold on Veronica Burton for the future. Uh, I already think that she is she is showing very good signs. I don't hate her as the the starting point guard now for for the Dallas Wings. I think she's improving steadily as she goes along. She's not one of the best in the league, and probably won't be this year. But I, I'm saying let it ride. You know, uh, a lot to like. Very very good defensive player, developing offensive player. I like it. 
Uh, Crystal Dangerfield, I think, would be fine with as a backup. I would, I would not necessarily want her to be my lead guard. Veronica is eighth in assists in the league right now. There you go. Yeah, she had that uh, one that was it was like a touchdown pass uh, to Enrique. That was phenomenal. Oh yeah. Yeah, just uh, you're seeing a lot. There's there seems to be like once or twice a game where you're just like, hey, Veronica Burton, damn. How you feeling, <laughs> Becky, about these two? I feel the same way. Veronica Burton, starter right now. I I really like what she's been doing this year. And Crystal Dangerfield, um, your bench point guard right now. <laughs> Interestingly, Arike assist numbers are up this year. So she's 10th in yep. the league on assists. Yep. Tied with Laisha. So Yes, yes. Uh yeah, she's she's not doing too bad. She's above average in the in in the pick and roll facility. It's the spot up that is killing her at the moment oh all right moving on to over to indiana uh we have as i said the, the, yes. the leader overall uh erica wheeler 11.6 uh possessions per game then we have kelsey mitchell another another off guard who does a lot of pick and roll at eight per game and christy wallace at 5.2 and then of course we have Grace Berger, uh, who is just not playing a whole lot. Uh, she's starting to pick up her minutes uh, a little bit. She, Finally. she had some nice moments in, in the game against the Aces. Give her that. I'm glad she's not getting like swarmed and overrun like she was uh, in the preseason. So that's nice to see. Um, I guess I'm guessing, uh, do you have Christy Wallace as a point guard or as a question mark? I have her as a point guard. Okay. Uh, I... Uh, I like Erica Wheeler as a third guard. I do not like her necessarily as a lead guard, even though that is the majority of her offensive game. She actually has a nice spot-up game. Her three-point uh, career three-point percentage, uh, if I recall, is not too bad. Uh, and she's a decent defender. I think she can defend uh, at either position. Um, but I do not want her leading an offense. We've had three years, straight years now of just struggles. And they've been, you know, they haven't been great teams. Uh, for sure, but it's it's not it's it's a trend now. Just in a twelve-team league, seems to have trouble generating offense. Uh, of course, she she decided on the Aces game to just shoot the crap out of the ball. But so good for her in that regard. But um, yeah, uh, I think Christy Wallace is a wonderful defender that practically any team can use offensively. I don't necessarily want her being a lead guard either. And I'm I'm kind of reserving judgment on Berger. Uh, I, I haven't worked up the requisite enthusiasm for her yet, but I did like her in college. Um, so I'll 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 just kind of pass on that one. Uh, I I wouldn't know whether to feel enthusiastic or not enthusiastic. I do think it's players like her that you kind of really need to stick with. And this is this is maybe at the crux of what we what we've been talking about is we're not seeing a lot. We've we're going through this. We're not seeing a whole lot of youngsters in these positions right now. Um, they're just not sure. getting the chance. That's true. It's it's really hard. It's the toughest position, and and they bring they bring people in, and the you know they have a hard time, and they're like, ah, the next one, <laughs> the next one might be better. Let's try them out, and nobody's getting a real chance to like stick. Uh, so I'm very, very happy when with like, you know, them just going with Veronica Burton 
um, even though those moves, the Marina move and the and the Alicia move, not great, but it at least clears up that spot and it allows Burton to, you know, get her get herself in there and and show what she can do and learn and adjust and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So more minutes for Graceberger, you know, please let's just let's just stick with it and not yes, not yes. Yeah. <laughs> not not cut her the next year. Like yeah, they've been taking doing. words right out of my mouth. That's all <laughs> I was going to say. Because I would have actually, in the beginning, with the way Erica was playing, I would have started Christy. But then, you know, I've wanted Grace to get thrown to the wolves because the quicker she's thrown, the quicker she'll figure it out. And she yeah, has. This, this team has. Uh, I don't. I, I, Erica Wheeler given her 202K. I just. I don't get it. I figure you may as well just roll with Kelsey Mitchell as your lead ball handler and then put whatever complimentary player you want in that other spot. And then let Grace Berger just like, you know, let her try and fail and learn <laughs> right. and adjust and all of that. So exactly. All right. Uh, Becky, how do you feel about the this point guard situation? Yeah, I completely agree on Grace Berger. She's kind of the classic case of you want. Like she clearly has the talent there. Right now, as a starting point guard, she would struggle. But she's shown so much that you want to keep her around and develop her, and I hope they do because she, yeah. you know, I think she could absolutely get there. Um, I really like Christy Wallace. I like what she does, um, obviously defensively, and I like Eric yeah. Wheeler too. She's shooting forty-two percent from three this year. She's a good shooter. Yeah, yeah. She's 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 an off-ball player. I think. If you have another ball handler, I don't I don't mind her at, as an off-ball player. I don't know about a starting shooting guard because there's a lot of talented, you know, wing players. But I think as a third guard, somebody who can do some pick and roll off the bench and also, you know, play with a, a point guard and be a sh- off-ball shooter, I think she'd be great in that. Yeah, but, yeah, maybe yeah. the point guard crisis is we're forcing off-ball yeah. guards to be point guards. I think that's that's part of it. Uh, We can skip right by this. Chelsea Gray, Kelsey Plum, Jackie Young. Yeah, there's too many of them. They're all good. (laughs) Every team would like to have them as their starting point guard. (laughs) And they have four of the point guards of the league. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, I don't think anybody is like, I consider uh, Candice one too. I yeah, yeah. Candice, uh, she's not doing a lot of pick and roll ball handling, but uh, she's a she facilitator. Is, yeah, sure. you don't mind her bringing it up. If she's going to bring up the ball, you're going to be like, cool, let's see what neat stuff we could do. Um, unrelated, completely unrelated. Uh, you know, you may look at her offensive numbers and be like, oh, she's she's still not there yet. Defensively, she's been wonderful and positive residual who uh, had a, um, a great little stat. Um it was what was it per 100 possessions uh she is averaging over six stocks per 100 possessions something she hasn't done since 2017 she has been a phenomenal defensive player and the team when she's on the floor that is when the team has been at their best so candace has been phenomenal don't let anybody tell you different uh sydney colson is also a point guard who who barely plays and i think uh, is perfectly fine in the role that she is uh, yes from you yeah i know yes. sydney's wonderful <laughs> just for the vibes yes <laughs> all right uh la oh boy here's you're gonna love this part mj oh am i you, you manifested something. something i meant it okay i'm gonna i'm gonna be quiet and let you so go so um i 
I posted this morning, uh, and I just updated it. Uh, the teams that the players that are leading in points above average, which is uh, points above the league average uh, in offensive efficiency uh, via their scoring or passing out of specific situations, the situations that players pass most out of. Uh, on that list is your girl, Lexi Brown, <laughs> off to a wonderful, wonderful start. Yes. But let me go through the p- pick and roll here per game. Okay. This really surprised me. Um, Laisha Clarendon and Jordan Canada, pretty much dead heat at the top. Uh, eight and a half, eight and a quarter pick and rolls per game. Third, the one I've been telling you, not a point guard. She's not a co- point guard, MJ. She's not a point guard. Well, this year she's she's uh, she's saying, don't tell me what I'm not. <laughs> Let's go. Lexi Let's go. has been averaging six pick and roll possessions per game. That's probably a career high for her. I'm going to go ahead and, and guess that because she she barely did anything last year in that regard. Yeah. Uh, and then Nia Cloudon, because why not? Mm-hmm. Five five and a third. And Zaya Cook, 4.2. Uh, it's spread around is, is one thing. There's a lot going on here. Um, let's leave Lexi out of the point guard conversation for a bit. But she's doing really, really well on on pick and roll possessions. Uh, she's six point two four points above the league average, which is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Laisha and Jordan are both starting, but they're both players that we would consider point guards. I guess Nia Cloudon is also a point guard because practically she's too small to be anything else. It seems, and I consider Zaya Cook more of a scoring guard yeah, than we'll, than a, we'll, a lead guard. Oh, yeah. I have Canada, Clarendon, and Jasmine Thomas, and Nia Cloudon, but we haven't seen that much of Right. Her. We haven't seen Jasmine Thomas. Yeah, obviously um, we haven't seen Jazz Thomas. Um, so I guess, like, Laisha's listed as the three right now, but... Um, right. It's... I, I thought that... It was like, is she playing more of a wing? Like, when I watch them, it doesn't seem like she's doing lead guard, but I I, I guess I'm, I'm just not looking at it right. Cause yeah, I... Yeah, it's funny because I remember from when we were doing the rosters, looking at this mm. roster and like, why do they have so many point guards on the roster? And then all the point guards <laughs> still made the roster, but it's fine. <laughs> They're doing pretty well. <laughs> so I don't know. So yeah, why, not? I, why not start two point guards um, and uh, then also have Lexi Brown handle the ball a lot? If it's, it's working. It's working as long as you all don't have non-COVID illness. It's going great. <laughs> Here's another thing uh, that I, I've kind of picked up on. The more questionable lead guards around the league, JC is feasting on them defensively. She leads the league in steals, and uh, I'm pretty sure, I'm going to look this up right now, uh, she's headed for a career high uh, in at least rate. Uh, every game, it seems I'm seeing her her pick the ball off. Where's she at? Yeah. Oh, yeah. By a lot. She's at 3.3 steals a game, which is uh, a career high by one a game for her since 2019, which is the other the only other year where she she really played, you know, big minutes. I guess she did last year. But yeah, she's uh, she's doubled last year's uh, steal rate. For 36 minutes, 
3.9 steals. She's yeah, she's the she's having a great time <laughs> with the unsure ball handlers that are going around. Uh, she's just going after them. She's picking off passes. She's just going and stripping them when they have the ball. Uh, this is, is this is one of those weird things where like a specific type of player is really going to thrive in this environment. Um, uh, moving on to, uh, am I excited to have either of these players as my lead guard? Not particularly, but uh, I like both of them for different reasons, I think. I think Clarendon is a very, very useful player. I would love her as a backup. And I, I kind of, that's where I kind of see where she would normally fit in if things were more evenly distributed. And I would like her in that role. I think she'd be fine. Um, and then JC in this environment doing absolutely great. Otherwise the lack of shooting really kills her. I think. How do you feel about him, MJ? For my team, I like what Jordan's doing. Uh, I'm surprised with Laisha, especially and they're both uh top 12 as well. Cause I made the list I made was just the top 12 assist leaders. I just put okay. them down. I did the, uh, you know, point guard or shooting guard, and some of them are point forwards, kind of what Becky was mentioning. But uh, yeah, I like I like their uh, guard core. Naya Clouding, I, I like them all. I think it's as far as just digging into the LA team and what it does for that team around NECA, I think it's a good kind of look. Instead of making NECA kind of create, it kind of makes it where she's always got some like a creator around on the floor or for whatever units that's, that's out there on the floor with her, um, they can create. So it just it makes it where you can't really just hone in on her like you think you can and it it allows a lot of other things to a lot of other uh, actions to happen on the floor while she's still out there as a threat so i i like them all they they haven't this is really, like a little a brilliant bit of roster management from yeah from kurt so i i love it and then yeah i def you know i definitely love what uh, lexi's doing too and um i i know it was kind of like a manifestation thing but uh-huh. We are the manifestation station, and I didn't. I didn't actually think that uh, they would kind of tell her to do that. Not in LA. Not with the guards that they have. Like you guys just said, they have all these guards, and it was like, well, it's working. But so, they're letting them all. They're letting them all. Just yeah. giving them the freedom to go and create. So it's just. It's like, hey, I I love what I see though. So yeah, yeah, I'll definitely take them on my team. Of course, it's it's Indiana. If it, if they we're doing the team, thing. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. How do you how do you feel? I, I bet you're just positive on everybody, but you, yeah. go ahead and go into detail. <laughs> Big A to all of them. Jordan Panda has always been a defensive powerhouse. It's always been like yeah. her skill set. Laisha has shown over and over again that they are a quality point guard that deserves to be in the league, and so I'm very glad they're back. Um. And I really like, and I hope that we get to see more of Nia Cloud and being developed. We just didn't get mm-hmm. to see a lot of her, um, but she clearly has a lot of potential. So that's another play that you hope sticks around to be developed. Um, yeah. And get better. So, that great. Cool. All right. Uh, problem child right here. Minnesota. Uh, Tiffany Mitchell, 8.29. Uh, uh, Pick and roll opportunities per game. Lindsay Allen, 5.33. Kayla McBride is the only one, other one above four at 4.4. And Rachel Bannum, who you would think 
would be in this group is well she's also i think her her minutes have like tanked off as they they've gone more to um more to tiffany mitchell uh and and lindsey allen it seems uh but yeah also just rachel's all bantams has been mostly off ball shooter for for most of her career i would say uh i i'm not thrilled they're both you know they're both WNBA players is what i will say you could do far worse as backups for either position um and tiffany mitchell is not a point guard she's doing all right in terms of efficiency uh a little above slightly above the league average uh lindsey allen is not kayla mcbride is not <laughs> It's it's a mess. This is a team more than who who could use just practically about anybody we've talked about in terms of of having a lead guard. Like any of the players that we've delved into here, uh, I think Minnesota would be like, yeah, you know what? That they're, they're probably a better option than than who we're currently fielding right now. Not tanking, I guess, <laughs> for for Caitlin. Um, but uh, they don't have to, is how I would say it. And Jessica Shepard is ninth on the assist list. Yeah, Jessica Shepard <laughs> is actually the assist leader. She's no figure. And, it. Yeah, she she's zero zero pick and roll for her. She does not getting assists through pick and roll. She's getting it through post up, post up assists, which is really funny. Like how how unusual this team is. They're fun to watch though. I will say that. Just like watching to see what their offense, the five out thing. It doesn't work very well, but it's, it's fun watching them try and do it. Yeah, and you get a little point fee sometimes. She's yep. bringing up the ball a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree that they they have one natural point guard on the team, which is Lindsay Allen, um, who I've discussed not wanting to start for my team, but coming off the bench for my team. And then Tiffany Mitchell is not a point guard, and Rachel Bantam should just be lobbing threes, I think. Um, yep. So it's tricky to beat the tanking allegations for Caitlin Clark when you're just refusing to get a point guard. (laughs) (laughs) Destiny Henderson sitting at home looking at her phone. Come on, Cheryl. Destiny Henderson is like the example of like she like the one who was not given the time to. Yeah. She absolutely has showed that if she was given the time, she could develop into the player. She wasn't, you know, a starting point guard caliber last year, but she was a rookie. Mm-hmm. She just needs some more time. Ugh. Can't believe you brought her up. Now I'm annoyed again. <laughs> sorry, it's, it's this, this is the this is the topic for this week. <laughs> it's all your fault because that hurts my feelings too. I was mad when Indiana let her go. Uh, how are you feeling the same way about this, uh, MJ? Any thoughts? Well, <laughs> 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 um. I'm feeling more like uh, I don't. I'm gonna say nay for all of them, really. I mean, uh, mm, I mean, there's no, it's no clear like true point guard. Yeah. They're they're all better doing something else. So, like, would I have them come over? I mean, it it would probably help, but I mean, as far as facilitating for the rest of the team, no, it won't. It may it may open things up, kind of like how I think that's kind of how Atlanta plays. They play just like by committee in a sense. 
I don't know. Maybe I need to watch them a little bit more closer. Like maybe they're operating from maybe like Alicia or someone else is operating from like the post with the facilitation. But as far as just coming up the floor and as somebody's actually orchestrating the floor, like, no, nah, that's not happening there either. So, no, nah, I say nay for all. Okay. Uh, so we're in New York. New York, I think, is is very much like an aces situation. They have three that I don't think any team would would necessarily mind starting. Uh, maybe you wonder about Marine defense holding up over extended minutes, but that's about it. Uh, Courtney Vandersloot, Sabrina, Sabrina Ionescu, uh, superstars. Marine is one of the purest lead uh, guards uh, around. Uh, Epiphany Prince was also on the team as a hardship con- uh, contract. She is no longer on the team, but she's another one who's out there. I am uh, excited uh, to see. I was worried about Sloot's numbers falling <laughs> off on this team, but nope. Leading the league and assists once again. There you go. Um, really showing off mm-hmm. over there. Yeah, some beautiful games of late. Just like, wow. Some some really just like prime Sloot. The way she's, and it feels a little different. Than it did in Chicago, to me at least, because uh, there was a lot of salute dancing around with the ball, finding you know, finding, creating an opening by her movement and then passing it. And here it's it's it feels different the way that she's she's fitting into the offense. I agree. Uh, with that. Yeah, it's it's like uh, her and Sabrina are are figuring something out that that is is really really nice. Now they just need. You figure out something. And I told you, it's like Sabrina <laughs> threw away her old, her prior two seasons, like right after game one. And her numbers uh, are She down says, too. you know what? I can shoot the crap out of the ball. So I'm just going to mm-hmm. do that. <laughs> and and, and her, she is. her assist numbers went from uh, 6.3 to 4.0, at least through, you know, through today. Yeah, anyway. When she runs pick and roll, she runs it mostly for herself, but it's it's been very, very effective. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Courtney, yes, Courtney is, is thriving right now. She's doing a great job. Um, yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, Marine is is might you might consider her maybe, but I would, I would be perfectly fine on a hypothetical team that did not have the, the three players that we have getting Marine Johan as as your starting point guard. Oh Love yeah, bring her over. Yeah yeah yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, I think like like you put her on Seattle. Seattle is like, oh boy, thank you very much. If you put her on Minnesota, oh boy, thank you very much. Um, yeah, even uh, just uh, probably many other teams. Uh, Phoenix, very, very interesting. Um, I did not know Sug Sutton consider her a point guard. She's playing point guard for this team. I don't know if that's going to continue with Shea Petty back. Uh, and Shea is kind of one of those those tweener guards who who can do either or. Uh, but yeah, she is uh, leading them in, in pick and roll opportunities per game at 6.75. And Mariah Jefferson is second at 5.25. I don't know who I would have picked as the starting point guards for this team, but that's who it's been right now. Uh, and and Sug Sutton doing bang up job so far. Uh, forget the bench starting whatever whatever she w- she was be doing. She's off to a really good start with it. Uh, and Mariah, uh, not as much offensively, but still not terrible. And I I think Mariah is a Perfectly decent option as a starting point guard. It's kind of in that Courtney Williams-esque. I don't hate it. Um, you could probably do better, but you could do a heck of a lot worse type of deal. And the most thing, mostly what I'm concerned about with Mariah is her her injury history. Uh, but as a shooter, 
she is i think career-wise up above 40 percent. that might might have changed with the most recent game uh which uh does not get enough credit for yeah she's she's at 42 percent as a career three-point shooter in the WNBA, which is i don't think a lot of people look at her that way but she she can really really fill it up i think she is better as an off-ball you know bigger guard who can do lead ball handling mariah plays off ball does secondary ball handling sits behind the three-point line and fills it up i think that's the ideal role for her personally but i'm not hating either of these players so far with the jury still out being out on sug because we haven't seen that much of her yet but i'm not complaining about either of these players what do you think mj I actually would give Sug a try, but uh, well, they are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like for my team as well too. Like, oh yeah, if we're, if we're still doing a yay and nay, but um, yeah, and then I don't. Uh, I mean, hard to I say nay. Know. Every it seems like every game, she's yeah. doing something. It, she is, and it's impressive. Especially we're she's on that list. She's not in the twelve that I got listed here, but she's like not far off. She's like within yeah. the. Definitely, I think in the top, tw- or she might have been 22nd. I, I she forget. is 18. She's 18. List. It's like 3.5 three assists for 18. per game. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. With Jewel and Satu. So, what? yeah. Yeah. She's, yeah. That's like left field for them. And I think that if they would kind of figure something out with DT, maybe give her some relief a little bit with that. Like maybe, I don't know. It, I, I, it would be- I thought D was going to like, be ball handling up a storm on this team and she's only she's not even doesn't even have three uh uh, pick and roll positions per game yeah Uh, it just seems like she's just like content to to shoot when she gets to shoot right and and i will plug sug in there and let dt kind of be pretty much doing what she's doing now but let sug control it and I can't i can't really say too much about phoenix because i haven't i seen their last game but i haven't seen any prior like since the last pod i don't know how many they played last week but i did see the the most recent against uh who they play was it it wasn't indy no it wasn't indy um I, yeah i don't remember <laughs> yeah, i don't either <laughs> um, i need to i need to watch them more it was it, I, I just know uh bg was like was it, it might have been a dream because okay. no no it was no no, no i think it was uh, the sparks wasn't it was it? against the sparks yeah i watched yeah yeah, yeah. Of course, because, you know, I was trying to uh, catch Lexi, but yeah. So, yeah, it was against the Sparks because they were like bumping heads at the beginning, like just out of fun or whatever and whatnot. So, yeah, I remember that game, but that's that's it. I need to watch them a little bit more closely, too, and see exactly how they're initiating the offense. And then I'll be able to make a better like assessment and really get into, you know, what I think they could do with what they have, because they they have a good team. It's just, you know, they got they got to figure out everything else outside of BG that's around BG. Uh, they're they're getting decent guard play from the point guard position, and uh, Brittany is is having an MVP caliber season. Uh, even on this team, she's she's uh, plus like this team has not been doing great. She's still plus five point four uh, net rating when she's on the floor, and it's like negative thirty five when she's off. Ooh. I I'm not removing her from the MVP <laughs> conversation just because the rest of her team. Sucks so bad when she's not there. <laughs> Just throwing that out there about BG doing yeah. amazing, amazing job. 
All right. Um, Seattle only has one player uh, above uh, four possessions per game. That's Jewel Lloyd, who's at 10.75. Jewel Lloyd says, it's my ball. I'm running with this ball. There are three players who I think you could look at and call them point guards or at least fulfilling the point guard role. And one is Yvonne Turner, who's starting at point guard. Uh, Sammy Whitcomb. And then Jade Melbourne. Um, and I think it's just playing time and, and uh, you know, um, the fact that Jill Lloyd just is saying, you know what, I'm going to go for the, the the scoring record. No, not not this year's scoring record. I'm going to go for the all-time scoring record, which she would have if the season ended today, by the way. Um, and, yeah. and you know we've seen this from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think Yvonne Turner and and Sammy at this point in their careers are – they're they're filling spots. I love Sammy Whitcomb, but it's not looking good right now. Uh, and Jade Milborn uh, don't have a lot to go on. Twenty years old, looks very very polished out there. Uh, just looking better. She's looked incredible in that last game, the game against uh, the Sparks that they had that went to overtime. Just look like like starting to look like somebody who really believes that they belong. I think I'd be excited to have her as a, a potential starting guard down the road. Um, that's where I am. Becky, how are you feeling about Seattle situation here? I'll be honest. I have watched very little Seattle. Um, <laughs> Don't blame you. <laughs> I think it's just, you know, if a game's not very close, I might not turn it on. Haven't been super excited to watch anything. So you may I just want to catch that thirty-seven, uh, like the highlights of that thirty-seven percent. I know. I I want to do that. Um, it does seem like Jade Melbourne's like exciting young player. Um, briefly, because you didn't come to me on Phoenix, I just want to say what's really oh, I'm sorry, Shug Sutton. Um, yeah. is we've talked to her, we've talked about her each time for bench performances and it keeps being like, I kept thinking like, oh, wow, she really came up with a good game and kind of expecting things to trail off and it's not. And we've been it's talking about 61.5 uh, true shooting from her. So yeah. Far. And we've talked about how hard it is to develop into a point starting point guard caliber player in this league and how you need time to develop on the bench. She has not had that time in the league to develop. <laughs> nope. She has been away overseas, played overseas, developing that, and comes back in and is making a case that, you know, she's getting the starter level minutes on this team. So I just wanted to shout her out ex extra more because I don't have very much to say about Seattle. My bad. Didn't mean to leave you out of that. No, it's totally fine. I just want to I just want to talk about her. Uh MJ, how are you feeling about this team? How are you feeling about Seattle's situation here? Um, I would probably take, considering my the fever situation, I, I would probably take Jade or, uh, or uh, Horston. But otherwise, like just just if I had like a team like the Aces or something, like nah, because it's they're they're not polished enough for we're like not, we're taking anybody. We're there's there's no openings. I'm sorry. Oh no, of course not, because you guys are still <laughs> popping the champagne over there, <laughs> over there enjoying yourself. But, enjoying um, myself very much thank you very much but yeah like uh <laughs> we'll see how i feel next week after two games at the sun <laughs> specifically for this seattle team though yeah like it's i think they should just go ahead and ride the wave 
But I mean, I like also what Jay Melbourne's been doing. And, you know, it's just it's just the Seattle jewel storms right now. Like they're just yeah. raining jewels. So let that ride out and and let them develop. I get I mean, they don't have any pressure to win. They just have pressure to grow. Like they have to ten well, what, twenty games from now look better than they do right now. So and if that's not happening, then they have to figure something else out. Maybe maybe clean house and then go become Dallas and get like four first round picks and start <laughs> do that kind of thing. But yeah, I mean, I like, I like what they have over there, but I wouldn't, I'll put them on a fever. Yay. But like any other team, no, if that's a good answer. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. No, we're yeah. going to, we're going to kind of go through a little, a little wrap up just to, cause I want to count how many people we think are good point guards right now in the league, but let's okay. get to the final team here. Uh, Washington, Natasha Cloud, obviously leading uh, in p- over pick and roll possessions per game at 10. Uh, and then it's the Brittany Sykes, Ariel Atkins, both of who I would consider more wings. Uh, both of the, the same exact amount, 4.17 per game. Um, I, in terms of point guards beyond Natasha Cloud, question mark all around. I don't know if I would consider Christy Tolliver a point guard. I, I don't know if I would consider Shatori Walker Kimbrough a point guard. Do they have a backup point guard? Becky, do you think they have one? I was putting Christy Tolliver in that role. Okay. Who's second um, on their team in assists? Is it Brittany? Oh, I'm assuming. Let me look. Okay. It's Brittany. That's what I figured. It's Brittany Betch. It's uh, pretty <laughs> I, did, was, game. I didn't want to say it. I was, I was nice. I'm wearing it. my stupid <laughs> gamer headset too, so I have my little microphone. It's too much. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Let's go, Becky. <laughs> so yeah, um uh, beyond Natasha, I I don't have an answer here. I and Natasha is obviously a very quality, even though she's she's struggling efficiency with efficiency so far this season. But I'm it would not turn Natasha Cloud down on a hypothetical team that needed a point guard. You could do a heck of a lot worse. Uh, but there's nobody else here that I'm saying is a point guard. And this is kind of the thing that's happening a little bit is that we're we're not seeing we're seeing people just kind of like say, okay, we're getting our our ball handling elsewhere. And we're not stocking ourselves up with traditional point guards. It's kind of the thing that that when I look at look around the league, this is what led me to to suggest this pod. Is that is it evolving offenses that teams are just like you know what it it doesn't is who brings up the ball doesn't necessarily matter, and all we need from a lead ball handler is somebody who can work it in the half court. And everybody else is, we're just relying on everybody else to be talented enough to get the ball moving. I agree. Sound about right? Yeah, I think I think that's what that team is. All right. Uh, what do you feel about the, uh, how are you feeling about Washington first, uh, Becky? Oh, I mean, I would say enthusiastic yay to both those players. But okay. it's true that the backup is a little more of a, oh, and then Christy, yeah. I mean, Christy's at, isn't she injured again? Didn't Is I she? see her? Uh, I don't know. She's I thought I game, saw her not... in a day clothes. Okay. But I, I don't know what the nature of it is. So Christy's also getting to the point in her career where you. I, yeah, you're you not going to necessarily be enthusiastic about her. 
in the present or in the future per se. Although you, you, I'm sure you like like the brain on the team, definitely. Player coach. Player coach. All right. So, all right. Going through good point guards now. Uh, Marina Mabry, is she a good point guard now? Say yes. Good starting point guard, I should say. I say yes. I'm also, I'm still questioning, is she a point guard? <laughs> but that's a, that's uh, we'll a good say point. yes. <laughs> she, she wants to be, according to, according to, uh, to uh, Eric Nemchok, that one of the, the reasons, one of the things she said about when signing with Chicago, she wanted to be the starting point guard. Yeah, I That's know she, like wants, she to wants to be, to. but she kind of also wants to just like go into Marina mode and do her thing, <laughs> which is like, anyway, for my starting point guard, I don't always want them to just go into their own modes, um, if that makes sense. So com- so combo guard, not necessarily a starting point guard, per se. Yeah, All but right. I'm very happy about her being in that spot on my team. <laughs> okay, Um MJ, good good starting point guard. Yay, nay. You know I love Marina Maybury, yes. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> Just asking. Um, <laughs> Natisha Heidemann, good starting point guard. Yay, nay. Yay. Okay. MJ? Yay. Okay. So that's two. We're saying she's she's quality. I mean, uh, she was Ber- uh, the starting point guard in the finals last year, so. This is very true. <laughs> I take those sort of things into account. Yeah. Uh, no, I, uh, I actually liked, I think, I think that that particular Connecticut team was served by having her out there um, and not Jasmine Thomas because they really needed the shooting. Uh, Veronica Burton, good starting point guard, yay nay. Or is, are we inclined to more say that she could become one? I'm saying she's solid now. Okay. MJ, same thing? Yeah. All right. Well, it's it's looking bad for my theory. Minus the injury. <laughs> Erica Wheeler. Good starting point guard now. You asking me first? Yeah, I'm asking you first. No. No. All right. Not, not for Indy. <laughs> I appreciate your candor. <laughs> <laughs> Becky. I don't like this exercise. I know you don't. <laughs> We're getting out of our comfort levels. <laughs> uh, I I prefer the starting point guard I have on my own team. Fair enough. We're gonna I, I'm gonna interpret that as a nay. <laughs> um, Chelsea, Kelsey, and Jackie. We all agree that they would be good starting point guards. I mean, have we seen Jackie as a, uh, year as... one? She she was starting, but that was that was her rookie season. I'm just not sure I've seen her play That's point fair. guard. So we, 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 I'm assuming we, we, I'm assuming that like I've like she does, seen her do a lot like of things very successfully this great year. Right now, yeah. But we ha- but like I don't know if the yeah. starting point guard is kind of a question mark. That's fair. We'll we'll say me, Chelsea actually. and Kelsey. We'll leave it at that for right now. Yes, solid. I'm yes, assuming yes. everybody everybody <laughs> is happy with those two. Um, Laisha Clarendon, good starting. Oh, MJ, I'm going to just. Assume you agree. <laughs> Alicia yeah, Clarendon, good starting point guard right now. Uh, yes. Okay. Becky, yes. I'm assuming. Yeah. I mean, okay. they're not playing starting point guard right now, but they they can do it, I think. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, well, the last last time, it was, did a great job for Minnesota, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Jordan Canada, good starting point guard right now. Yes. Yes. Okay. Hmm. Do you disagree? Uh oh. Yeah, he does. He said, I, mm. "Yeah, I, I mean, just based on history, it's." But you it asked was, right now. What is she doing right now? Snap. Uh, four games. <laughs> okay, I think we did a little more. I mean, when I say right now, I'm saying within the league, is this player a quality starting point guard? And I, I think we have to look beyond the four games. We have to look a little bit more than that, right? That's 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 how I feel about it. I, I can't I can't go with Jordan. I'm not sure I can go with Laisha either. But you know, it's we'll have to see. Laisha Laisha at least has her last healthy season uh, was was very good with the Minnesota Lynx, and then that was just the weirdness of I'm healthy. No, you're not. <laughs> Nobody else is taking a chance on it. I, it was I don't know how to read that. Uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and say that Minnesota does not have a good starting point guard. <laughs> Obviously. Um, Courtney, Sabrina, Marine. I think everybody would be happy with those three. So I, I, this feels mostly like an issue of just teams that are loaded up. You said, how much did you, what did you say? You, you said 10 on four different teams, MJ, right? Yeah. Who? Okay, who are they? Uh, I forgot the extras you added, but the I, I had, said Marine I, came with like surprise. Yeah, so. you, I, you said Mar- yeah because you said uh, yeah Marine Marine was on New York as well, mm-hmm. and I think you had an extra for Chicago. I think it was Dana, and so, you had um, you had uh, uh, Jackie for the Aces. So actually, it's more it's more than that. So, wait, wait, do you think Dana Evans is a quality starting point guard right now? Is that caliber of player? Um. You want me to go to Lexi Brown route, or you want me to just talk about right now today? History <laughs> no, historically, right? We're going a little bit beyond what the seven um, games, six games, seven games. I was, I, I would say, yeah, because she's already like in that space. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not a foreign thing. It's not like. First of all, Dana Evans, please do not listen to this podcast. Yeah, go ahead. And I listen don't need to it. it. No, I don't need any more. I don't. I don't need. <laughs> it's very stressful. Yes, the MJ takes Dana out Evans wild. shouting us out, and it's gonna be it's and gonna be next trouble um, again. <laughs> oh, that's right, you did. Ah, yeah. <laughs> no, well, no, I think she. Um, I think she's been in that space. And been uh, ready for it, where her and KC were kind of like alternating. Like, here, I'll take your power. Okay, here, so, I'll, take, uh, I'll take Becky, the power back. Uh, you're going to be the tiebreaker on this. Do you think Dana <laughs> Evans would be a good starting point guard yep. right now? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I asked. <laughs> you can't go fully historically though, because like there's been leaps season to season. So uh, it's fair. It's fair. All right. Um, Here's kind of where I'm at with it. We're we're not seeing enough young players as we go along. I think that's that's evident. Grace Berger. Grace Berger, Jade Melbourne. Yes. That's all I see. In terms of players like under 24. Unless I'm missing somebody. Oh, Veronica oh, Burton. Shook is Sutton. Like, Shook oh, Sutton. Veronica oh, Burton. Yeah. Uh let's look that up. How old is Shook Sutton? Age. Twenty four. So Suga's 24. I think Veronica was Veronica 22? Might be older than that. Yeah, she's 22. 
I'm amazed I can remember that. Yeah, that's about it, though. And they're not, you know, like like Jade Milburn is nowhere near established at all in the league thus far. Graceberger is nowhere near established. These are players that are just getting in. And there's like a there is there's a drought of like young ball handling guards that have been given time to marinate. There is an issue of, you know, not an issue, but whatever you want to call it is a lot of good ball handlers are stacked on a few teams. And then the other thing that we're seeing is teams just are kind of moving away from that, from the traditional point guard role, it seems to me. Like even even Suge Sutton, if you watch her play, uh, seems like very much scoring guard. Less about passing out of that pick and roll. And it's it's more about her athleticism and her ability to get to where she wants to get on the floor to get a good shot. I would say that Diana Rossi is probably still the best passer on this team. And it's just not doing it a whole lot. They're just, she's just focusing on her shot. Well, yet, she does have six and a half assists per game. D? Yes, D? and fourth. She's That's fourth in the amazing. league. Oh, so it's just yeah. not coming out of, it's just not coming out of. Yeah, pick she's and not pick and rolling, but she's. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, she's a, she's a great passer. Uh, that's 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 one skill that has never gone away for her. Um. Yeah, and then and then on top of that, uh, but uh, as across the timeline, posted that we're actually assist percentages are up. More shots are coming off of assists, but it isn't coming out of a traditional point guard set. It seems it's coming out of like. You know they're doing finding different ways to to generate offense. More teams, um, that like Liberty are historically high right now uh, in terms of his uh, of assist percentage. And yeah, they have Sabrina and they have Sloot, uh, both really super super great. But it's yeah they're 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 also doing it in other ways. They have great passers like practically everywhere, and that's really really showing up. So kind of interesting. I mean, like just going through this, I guess it's not so much a list of top level talent, although, you know, some of that's debatable, but it's just less about the positioning, the you position, know, the position yeah. of triple of your prototypical point guard uh, ball handler. And just like if you look at the sorting it, like a lot of wings are are on top of the list here. Let me take a quick look. And yeah, this. either wings or like, yeah, Jaloy, um, Courtney Williams line. are both in the top five, mm-hmm. uh, and and then you've you've got like players who are not even leading. Sabrina Ionescu, Kelsey Plum, uh, are not even leading their team, and they're they're in the top ten. And it's just everybody else is kind of divvying it up. They're finding different ways to to get the ball. So like an ideal thing. That's like when you see Lexi Brown start to generate pick and roll. Uh, and maybe it's for herself. How many assists does she have? Where does she rank on the Sparks? Is that third? I think it was three point. No, I might be too high. You got it on hand, Becky, or do I need to look to I think it might? I think it was like 2.3 or 3.4. It's one of those. It's not a lot for, no, it's for not. that amount of opportunities. Yeah. So that's like generating for yourself, which is still yeah. really good. You have to generate the offense somehow. And yeah. if she's, she's able to do it herself, then it's that's that's another weapon. Oh. 
and she might be relocating in that process like like yeah. you know throwing it and then relocating for a three because she's a shooting threat so yeah oh, she's not... way down the list on the team actually NECA wow. has uh Assist. 3.3 assists per game <laughs> yeah. and Naya Cloudin in her 15 minutes. Yeah. Naya Cloudin three assists is per game. Heavy, heavy percentage nice. of pick and roll. And yeah. Lexi's uh, what? 2.3 or something 2.4. Yeah. 2.4. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I looked at a lot of the numbers. I just forgot some of them. The ones I didn't write down, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's impressive though. Anyway. The Sparks though, all those five players are in the top. 37 players in the league. So the Sparks are passing. Yeah. Passing the ball around. Yeah. It's like they do. Build- interesting oh, thing. And, and now we're, now we're looking at like a, a potential point guard class. Uh, JC Sheldon, Paige Bukers, Kaylin Clark, uh, a few people, uh, the, uh, I forget her name, the girl from Virginia tech, who is phenomenal. Um, just, yeah, we're, we're, we're about to get a big talent glut. It seems to me. And now I'm wondering how that changes things. If if we're going to start seeing some more traditional point guard roles, or we're going to see these these new players operating in a different way, or or do they come to the league, get a team like Sabrina did, Sabrina Ionescu, and then still need uh, Brianna Stewart type to kind of really get over, you know? Where it's yeah. like, okay, well, let me kind of scale it back, and then maybe hone in on some other skills if i am proficient at shooting if i am because i don't i don't know if it will change maybe for Paige, maybe but she might she might end up taking the sabrina route where someone goes to whatever team she's drafted to or she just gets drafted to that team or like mm-hmm. she might end up in seattle you know what i'm saying and then it's like well Jewel lloyd is right here scoring so if she's yeah, gonna, what is how does Paige fit into that if- yeah if she's gonna if Jewel's gonna create her own you're not gonna get too many assists off her unless she buys into that so then what you need maybe what in Aaliyah Boston or somebody that doesn't demand the ball per se, but can fit in with you and whatever other pieces will accommodate you guys. Like it, it, it would just all be based on fit. I'm not sure. Just based upon the, the trend of the league, the way it's been probably the last five or 10 years. I'm not sure if the point if like we have this class coming, but I'm not sure if it'll change uh, just the perspective and the dynamics of the league overall. I don't know. Because it just seems like it's a it's a big league right now too. So you you follow the NBA like far more than any of us. Is this is this something that we're kind of seeing there? Because yeah. they're they're kind of ahead of, in that regard. They are they are there. <laughs> yeah, like, but it's uh, like more just like they don't know traditional positioning, right? Not especially with like uh, right now who's in the who's in the finals? Um, uh, Jokic and he's yeah, the right. center averaging a triple double so and yep. he's like the facilitator so you know and and the point guard is not the point guard he's more of a scorer so it's i think that's just happening across basketball period i don't think it's men it's not you know no, i know not, i know what i'm saying right but i yeah. just kind of see how that that could be like what we're looking at potentially down the road for the WNBA. yeah especially just the way the game the way because i think the rules are changing just across the board they're kind of doing rules that kind of cross from both men into women's women's into men's college into uh the the g league into the you know stuff like that like the league the the rule changes are trying to make the game faster so Mm -hmm. the players that have the most skill have the most ability to score to you know be uh prominent on their teams and uh I guess put in the spotlight a little bit more talked about more per se. Mm-hmm. 
and it's not you know just about oh well you're just you're the best uh shooter or you're the best uh passer like you have to have three things really you have to be just a fully loaded triple threat and right. and or you're and, a target yeah yeah or like a, or you're a target yeah, yeah, exactly. And then that's highlighted. Like, oh, well, this person can't do this and this and that. Oh, yeah, they can pass, but they can't do this and that. Oh, they can score, but they can't do this and that. So that's kind of what the players are doing now when they're coming up through the ranks. And the women's, now I will say probably in another two to five years, we will see a change in the WNBA, like just across the board, athletically, everything. Like, it's going to be crazy. So, yeah, we'll still be around. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. I got I got a clean bill of health. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get ready. All right, Becky. Uh, let's I, I guess we're, we're just going to try to sum it up. We're, what do you think of the point guard situation within the WNBA? I do think it's interesting going through this exercise. I started by th- saying I'm not sure there's a crisis, but there were kind of more teams than I expected that had particularly after you get the first great lead guard being like, oh, who is who is coming in? behind them um mm-hmm. and you know is it a crisis is it just that the plays evolve or imbalance is it yeah just, yeah yeah and i do have the frustration of the lack of you know tim teams not sticking around for their point guard prospects long enough but i wonder if some of it is just the point guard talent in college right now and they're like well do we That's... leave this roster spot open or there's right. five fantastic point guards coming up in the next two drafts, you know? Um, yeah. And I mean, and there's also like a, a, a musical chairs effect too. If they're coming in, somebody else is, is losing that spot, but they may be useful somewhere else, et cetera, et yeah. cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Teams might hoard three really great point guards. Are they going to hoard, hoard four, five, right? At some right. point they're going to distribute around. So yeah, it's definitely been interesting to watch this year. There's kind of an imbalance of the teams that have too many point guards or or are flush with point guards and those that are oh. trying to make cool. do. Uh, great points, both of you. I know this has been kind of a meandering thing, but occasionally we just kind of like to look about, about the league and uh, ponder things, ponder various things. And this, it was something that, kind of stuck in my head as we were as we were going around and and I watched certain teams play and they're just teams that are putting they're putting ball handlers out there that are having a bit of a hard time and it made me think of you know your your Destiny Hendersons your Taya Coopers your uh, everybody has a name every team has somebody that you're just kind of like they're not playing right now and maybe they should maybe they could maybe Sug Sutton is kind of that evidence that there's talent left on the table uh and like her maybe we'll see them come back uh back in or you know maybe this this upcoming class is is just going to nuke everybody and it's going to kind of reestablish what we're seeing uh maybe we will go to uh, a more lead centric position player because that's where the talent is or maybe it'll continue the way it is and those players will have to adjust yeah that's been it six podcast of the year <laughs> yes. uh we hope you enjoyed that and uh we're not just like what the hell are they talking about man they're going on about all sorts of things no yeah, i think it's good doing. this gives people a chance to really look at the players that aren't the most talked about as well yeah it, it because 
I think it's needed in a W, you know, because we know the names. But let's talk about the players. You know, we could we talked about some of the players that ended up cut. So let's continue mm-hmm. talking about just the players across the board. We can we can be that show, you know, and I like I like that we do that. And I hope the people enjoy it as well. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed it. Um, next week, we have some guests coming on. Uh, we have guests scheduled to come on, I should say. Um, they, anything can happen. I think we're going to talk about the the team that they're they were going to talk about, whether they're here or not. So hopefully they are here. So, so they'll get to talk about them. Uh, and uh, I'm going to leave you with that mystery. Uh, so yeah, um, for MJ Tolliver, Robococo, I'm Snap Wilson. This has been the sixth pod of the year, uh, lining up some guests to come on some people I'm very, very excited about. And, uh, let's hope that it all goes through and nothing, nothing happens. Um, next couple of weeks we have some guests scheduled and then beyond that, uh, there is, there's a few more that. Uh, we got fingers crossed. Um, and that's it. Uh, please stay tuned. And uh, if you want to holler at us and and have a discussion on Twitter or Spaces or something like that where we can go into some in-depth topics like this, let us know. That's it. Indeed. Uh, we're, we're bingo people. We're bingo people. Get your bingo cards <laughs> out there. <laughs> And uh, if you have any, if you have any bingo uh, topics or something, just shoot shoot them to the six spot of the year Twitter feed, uh, and uh, and we will look them over and we might implement them as categories or whatnot. So, yeah, yeah. Anyway, for MG Tolliver, Robococo, I'm Snap Wilson. It's been the six podcast of the year. Everybody, be good to each other. Don't be jerks, and we will see you next week. Peace out. Peace out. Goodbye.